0: Hey, you're listening to Block Thinking with Werner Puchert and Jonathan Gall.
1: Jono, yeah. how's it going, mate? Like, I mean, damn it, like, why are we doing these recordings always like early in the morning when we're on our slowest and I have this late night radio voice? It's
0: because our, our days will get busy.
1: <laughs> yeah it's like really like in the last week the only time we can get together was on the weekend on the Sunday but also yeah. like these weird Polish holidays right um, I had to make a, a visit to the graveyards to a bunch of people I don't know but it's cool it wasn't it <laughs> cold did you go to the graves
0: um, I didn't I went uh, before I didn't this uh, this week because uh, my girlfriend had a shift at the hospital, so yeah. So no way. saw me. We have we have something similar actually in the Caribbean. Um but it's done in a very, very different way than in Europe in general. In Europe and especially in Poland is very solemn and sad and I mean there is bad lunch with family and at the Good at least, and in the Caribbean, at least in Guadeloupe, it's a celebration. It's a day that we actually wait for because it's party. You see the cuisine. Everybody goes to the cemetery, right? But the cemeteries are are very pretty. <laughs> if a cemetery can be pretty, yes, I can say that the cemeteries we have are very are very very pretty. And then uh, a lot of foods and laugh and and you know remember and and uh, yeah i mean it's uh it's not something that i um how to say as a kid it's not something i wanted to avoid or anything it was just like you know we're going to those places we're going to see good people it's a lot of sweets
1: <laughs> but it's kind of like how this whole so i mean i must say like i'm like yesterday i spoke to some some of my polish mates and they they probably think at the moment that i'm like really old grumpy asshole but um I'm like kind of less excited about this whole Halloween thing. And there's no religious thing connected to it at all. I love the idea of Halloween, right? And people running around. But it's like, it doesn't really, it's not my holiday. It's like a South American, North American kind of thing, right? And I feel like the Walmart of the world has now made it like a compulsory holiday for everybody. So that they can get more money. So like-
0: Oh yeah, we don't celebrate Halloween in, in, yeah. uh, in but, France. I mean, you can I mean, see it
1: popping up. So in this time it, it's like, it's everywhere. Like, I mean, it was like so interesting to but, see like Polish kids running around trick or treating, you know? Yeah, yeah okay. I mean, but they do- I not like, see that. And, and also they do it, it seems like they do it more like in little communities. So you, you live like in a, a block or whatever. And then the That's families kind of coordinate. And then the kids go around, but they're like chaperones, sort of like they're all like hitting the street. Because I think you might hit the street and then um, rock up with some some old Polish Babcha's house and she's going to like hit you with a stick and like chase you out the yard because you're trying to steal <laughs> the streets, you know, It's not going to happen. Um, but yeah, it's like cropping up. I mean, um, I had my, man, this is the craziest thing, man. I had my, my parents here from South Africa visiting for a month, right? Yeah. So they were basically just babysitting right? But we had some fun. Um, you met them, Jono, like, uh, in Krakow. Yes. You know, sweet, we had some good people. times there. It was really great. We introduced them to some vegan cuisine. Thank you, sir. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, my mom's got this obsession with flying tiger, dude, those flying tiger shops. And, uh, so I took her to each and every one in Warsaw that I could, so that she can like live her dream. And then, um, like, uh, I think the day before uh, the end of the month or whatever, Halloween, like, they were sold out, dude. I've never seen the tigers so empty with people buying, like, last-minute gear for Halloween. And I'm going, like, man, like, like I don't know if my brain is just on fire these days because I'm working with a bunch of people in this, like, sustainability space. But I'm going, like, oh, we just sold, like, a shitload of plastic um, yeah, right. pumpkins. And where are those guys going, you know, like? Are they where they're gonna end up after some? Yeah. After your uncle has drunk vodka out of it, like it's gonna probably end in the trash. So yeah. I don't know. Dude, it's like I don't know. Like there's a consumerism, but maybe I'm just really getting old. But talking about consumerism, right? Maybe. Um, let's let's go into some updates about our businesses.
0: No, I, I I'm just curious. I know I know you bought some new stuff, and I'm curious what did you oh, invest yeah. in? yeah, I bought some stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is kind of re- related to. Um, a project that I'm doing, and this is kind of the weirdest thing. So, um, I have my consulting business, and I do like a whole bunch of like digital strategy and marketing stuff, and it's like really cool. But then I have these random stuff that I that I do, that I really enjoy, right? And I don't know how sustainable it's going to be over a period of time. So the one is podcasting, like you know, we we're kind of experimenting with this show. But then I also have like I have this kind of thought in my mind to help uh, in the production of podcasts moving forward right so if a small business wants to start one or whatever but i'm kind of in this stage now where i'm trying to figure out how can i make it more of a system you know more more in a like a more planned out way so if someone approaches me and says listen they want to do a podcast then i can help them but not because it's kind of a lot of effort right to start one yeah up. It, so is. It, it is it doesn't make sense you know like for me to do it um, because there's a whole bunch of other people also does it, but so I'm trying to kind of figure out how I can systematize the marketing aspect of podcasting. So there's kind of an interesting thing going on, but I'm dig- digressing. And then the, the 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 other part of my um of my weird business stuff that I do that I don't necessarily always promote is I do audio work too. So, um, I have a specific okay. client who um makes use of my um, tendency to overspend funds on audio equipment. So um, as you know, John, I have wanted to, because I've I've been really interested in field recording, not that I've done a lot of it myself, Mm -hmm. but I recently started recording some um, uh, very informal audio and video for training and that kind of stuff. And uh, bought myself a really, really good shotgun microphone and that thing is a beast. Mm-hmm. So I can really, like if someone's doing a workshop or whatever, I can record that guy without interfering with them. But now I'm going in November, I'm going to be attending a, a training that's more of kind of a master class session where there's going to be some people speaking okay. and some people actually then doing workshop and stuff. So I've actually been invited to record and document this workshop. It's like three days. That's pretty and good. And during, during the course of this, I realized that, I, that my shotgun microphone is great. Uh-huh. But um, there's going to be moments that I need to capture the actual speakers um, in a better way. But also like the weird thing that I have a challenge with is I don't want to interfere. So,
0: so you can't install like a apparel on them or something like that, right?
1: Yeah. So you, you, just, you just kind of alluded to the, the first thing I wanted to talk about that I bought. Um, I, it's not arrived yet. So I bought the Rode Wireless Go microphone. What's that?
0: I need to Google.
1: <laughs> yeah, I Google that. Um, it's it's a it's budget range kind of lavalier. Like I I spoke to an audio guy a few weeks ago at an event, and he was using them with quite effective, and he recommended them. So it's the Rode Wireless Go microphone. So it's like really simple. it's like it's got a receiver mm-hmm. that you could plug into a camera or oh, I'll probably okay. be plugging it into my Zoom H6 to capture audio, and then it's got a little um kind of what's it uh, sender I don't know what's the official thing, but it's basically the thing that you clip.: So it's kind of a laparel, but without all the baggage. Yeah, but it's cool because it's got this little square it's, i don't know it's like a weird square design okay, so you have the receiver. On the one end, and it shows you the signal and the battery power and whatever, and it pushes the audio into whatever you want to record. And then on the other side, it's got like a, where you can either plug in uh, aftermarket LaVier mic. So LaVier is the little clip-on mics that you see when... Oh,
0: LaValier, yeah, yeah, LaValier. tech.
1: LaValier, yeah, sorry. And then, but the thing is what's weird or interesting with this uh, Rode one is that it actually has also in the quote sender, it's got a little microphone built in there. So theoretically you don't have to have an additional mic. You can just clip this thing onto someone and um you're
0: done. You're set.
1: Done. You know the the microphone is apparently not too bad. I've listened to some some samplings of some of the some of the audio. So the thought is is that I'll I'll be able to form this guy when they do these sessions and then uh I'm I'm gonna be clipping on this Lavier this this wireless one onto this dude and then when I record the audio um, I'll have them good quality because the secret is for anybody listening doing the same thing as an amateur like me is that you can have really really shit audio, uh, video like um. but if you do really great audio you get away with it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you can have like really cool like I mean dude. like honestly I mean in a client that I'm working with they like fully aware of it is that I'm shooting audio oh sorry video on my iPhone with a gimbal so it's stabilized Mm -hmm. right and then i just do a shitload of effort on the audio and then when i sync up the 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 good quality audio with the video bob's your uncle does a great job so that's the that's the piece of gear that i bought okay um i don't know how relevant that is to to design people but it could be interesting thought if someone starts a podcast and they want to do like um, interviews I mean maybe the maybe that microphone is a little bit of an overkill
0: I think for UX research it's I mean every time we you hear about folks going um, you know going for UX research we always have the exact same questions about the gear they need to do their UX research yeah when it's what's it, when, you know, when you have a lab it's great but yeah let's be clear we there are not a lot of us who have access to a lab so most of the time it's going to be either yeah. remotely or it's going to be with random people that will be will be able to attract to our offices. Mm. And in that case, you need to you need to have, you know, you need to be ready. You need to create a lab with the environment have the same issues
1: man that's a great point yeah
0: I, I mean i i wanted to buy a, a zoom so you have one so what it's so not zoom video player <laughs> it's uh, basically a self recorder a self voice recorder that is uh, that has a professional quality i wanted to buy one like that but for my at my previous job like seven or eight years ago because we had bad issues we had to go on you know on yeah. field and I had to be next to somebody and i had to have you know great quality of recording and my iphone didn't cut it so what do you do you buy something that's worth it
1: i i really do recommend the zoom right so i actually i'm actually glad you mentioned um user research because i actually did some user research two weeks ago three weeks ago where we uh did a bunch of interviews with with um stakeholders and it's it was formal kind of um interviews and we recorded it and i used my zoom h6 great piece of kit i'm so jealous but i think like (laughs) if someone is looking into getting a recorder for that um the zoom h6 is a beast i I think Um, zoom -Zoom h4 is enough
0: for most people
1: yeah 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 but there's actually like talking about recording gear like last night because i had this kind of conundrum last night that I was sitting this, because I knew that I I wanted better quality recording for the speaker. I'm gonna have people speak for two, three minutes and I need to capture their audio. So I'm, I'm back at this event again, sorry. So the one option I had was to actually buy the Zoom F1. So the Zoom F1 What's is a really small little device. Okay. something yeah. that I think people should consider because it was actually in the same price range as the wireless go. And what's nice about it, so when you buy it, it it comes with like a love a year. So you okay. can, um, I see. You, you can record you can record one person, right? Um, which is not necessarily always good because usually in the interviews, so the interviews I did the, so I'm back at the user review uh interviews yeah. again, 'cause I'm jumping between things. So I wanted to mention the F one because the F one is kind of a very small recorder, great zoom quality recorder, um, it's got everything you need, but it records one person. But now the catch is that it also has like a, a attachment option. So um, you can actually, because the cool thing with the Zoom H6 and a lot of the Zoom products, you can actually attach different kinds of microphones to the Zoom, right? So even in the F1 though, what makes the F1 slightly different, it also accepts all the Zoom microphones that means that you can actually attach an additional pod to this little f1 that will allow you to plug in more microphones
0: oh, okay i understand
1: which is really interesting so i would say like i would guess that you could really buy this f1 if you're going to do user interviews like in really small and it's just you and a uh, customer or a consumer whatever you want to call them you can buy the f1 and you buy the little pod that you plug onto that can accept two microphones and boom, done. Or you can just buy the little um, field recording microphone, which is like a little. I mean, I can't remember what you call it now, but it's like a really. I actually used for my interviews that I did. I had the Zoom H6 with this field recording. It comes with the microphone part on the on the on the recorder, and I had I recorded the because the 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 interviews were in Polish, so my colleague was doing the interviews. And I, got, I got, the, got the audio and it was really great quality. So I went from talking about my business into gear, but the Zoom is really a great piece of kit. And like you recommended the smaller one, definitely great for a team, but you can even go smaller if you want to go really, really... Um,
0: yeah, at this point, there is like almost no excuses. If you're still... I mean, no excuses. I don't want to kill people or anything, especially because I don't have one. So I, that would be, uh, be very... Hypocrite, uh, hypocrite, hypocrite! I don't know how to say, but <laughs> on my on for for my side. But if I had to do user research on a weekly basis, at this point, no question, I will invest in a in a Zoom, because there is one more thing that is very you need to take into account when you using Zoom is that this is not connected to a computer. So that means that it's not connected to all the bugs and issues you might have with a computer. You go on set, you don't have anything. I mean, if you if, if you have done any research in your life, you know how it works like when you go with a computer. You know that, oh, let me wait. Uh, let me check if the sound is okay. It's All, all of that is friction. When you go you go with someone and you're going to ask that person to test your software and you start with all those moments of friction and stress and and that's that's not good. The 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 advantage of using using a zoom is that it's set up for that. There is just one button, you know, it's like I mean there well, are more buttons yeah, than he's one. Call, man. You hit record, you have your levels, you check, you go on, and you can create redundancy. If shit happens, you can have a backup. Uh, we um, we used to do that actually. Have a we did that at PDD at the first one. At, uh, um we yeah we had we had uh, the phone, We had both our laptops recording just to make sure that if and it was Man. good because I think we had an issue with some of your recordings. You remember? and yeah. this is why
1: this is why here's some
0: of the recordings this is why you want to build be because you don't want to ask your users to come back oh I'm sorry the recording didn't work do you want to do it again that's not going to happen that's not going to happen <laughs> uh, so no very good at least you know what next time I use the research I think I'm going to have a little trip in uh, Varso first take, take yeah. some stuff <laughs>
1: Yeah, dude. I mean, and the thing is, like, also what what now what now starts to play into, um, my investments in in this gear, right? So, um, I need to make sure that they work. So, I mean, part of what I do is, is I I tend to, I mean, I haven't really um rented them out quotes yet, but I do, kind of. I'm always interested because one of my mates, um, one of my colleagues are actually like looking into like online training and that kind of stuff. So from time to time, he'll borrow one or two of my microphones. Um, I'm a bit iffy about giving my stuff to people who are um not going to look after it. Um, luckily I know you, Jonathan. You're a real pain in the butt when it comes to looking after your gear, so you can use my stuff anytime. But it's a it's been a thought about how can I make. Because the thing is, like, my gear now is part of my business. So I need to make them work for me. So at the moment, I would say I'm not really that efficient. Yeah,
0: I know in the US. So I know in the US, they have shops in which you can put your gear for rent. So basically, you just, it's instead of stocking your gear at home, you will just put it there. When you need it, you will just retrieve it. But the, the reminder of the time, basically, it's making wins for you. I know that a lot of photographers uh, on the west coast uh, are doing are doing that.
1: But dude, even here in Warsaw, like I mean, ev- like everywhere, yeah. I guess most like pro photographers, like that I know, they rent gear. They I mean, do, yeah. They might yeah. have a camera that they have, but when you have lights and that kind of stuff, so there's that thing too, right? So I, I also looked at. Um, I mean, I could theoretically have gone and actually rented these microphones, right? So that, that's probably where. You know, I've I'm, but the thing is I went, okay, cool. I could use these things over and over. Um, I'd rather own them than rent them. Yeah. But also just for for someone listening to this and going like, yeah, oh, you guys are Mr. Money Bank. <laughs> um, it's, what, it's weird that you can actually, um, what you can rent. So when I was looking into doing these interviews, I just had a, I had this thought like, I wonder if I didn't own a Zoom, could I rent one? And I actually found quite a handful of places in Poland that you could really, you could rent a Zoom recorder for the day, and it's like I think 50 zloty or something. Okay. I can't remember now, but you can rent it. And I'm going like, man, that's like worth every cent if you can um, rent a gear. And if you want to like riff a little bit more, because we're actually chowing up a lot of <laughs> time with gear. But I can also tell you about like looking at the user research. So I used the Zoom, and then the other thing I I used that I also bought recently is like I had this GoPro lying around yeah, in my I'll house. Yeah, move it. um. And it wasn't really, it's not like I'm jumping off mountains at the moment. So it wasn't really like that I was using it. And I went like, I'm not really using this GoPro. So what I what I did is I actually bought, it was a bit pricey though. I bought a, uh, I think they call it the Blackmagic uh, recorder. So what this thing does, it actually, because if you connect your GoPro, um, and I don't buy the new ones, I've got the Euro 7 or something. Uh, it's, it's a recent one, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a recent one. I think there's three models oh, yeah. uh, now that's available. But it's, it's anyway, waffle, waffle. But what this recorder does is that when you, I mean, you can you can stream your GoPro to your laptop or whatever. And I know the newest, newest one can actually do live streaming to social media. Oh, you do? However, okay. the older ones don't. Yeah, the older ones don't. And also, like, a lot of times, a lot of these things rely on Wi-Fi to stream. Now, when you're sitting in a building and you have to use someone's guest Wi-Fi or whatever, and it's a guest, I just find that very clunky. Yeah. I trust wire. <laughs> Big time. I want to plug this damn thing into a wire, right? Um, so I bought this Blackmagic, I think it's called a Blackmagic recorder. I'll, I'll post the link in the, in the, in the notes. Um, a little bit pricey, but what it does is actually feeds the, the signal from the GoPro into the laptop. And then, um, or whatever device you have your TV, whatever you want to do, but then it, uh, the, what this device does, it it changes the signal from the, from, from your camera into something that the laptop understands. So effectively, um, the GoPro becomes, and and we've played with this, Jono, you and I, but the GoPro turns into a webcam. Yeah. Right. So when I was doing the user research, and this is also interesting is that, um, it's funny, my colleague didn't really agree with me, but um and then I convert converted her to the thought is that um when we were doing the interviews, at some stage we were showing the 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 respondents, that's the right word, um, things on the screen, right? Um, to get their feedback. And whilst we were recording the verbal feedback, you can't see what they are pointing at. How? So I actually said to her, listen. Like, I really think we should record the the actual um, gestures. And so I set up the, the GoPro behind the respondent. So what I did is I, I only, I set it up in such a way, and of course the respondent knew and they agreed to it, is that I was only recording their hands pointing at things. So luckily now, so we had good quality audio. And then when you listen to the audio and you want to go back to the context of what this person was pointing at, you could refer to the video, and the video was actually recorded through the GoPro into Zoom. <laughs> so I was using Zoom, um, and which makes this interesting. So if there's someone who's um, wanting to do like guerrilla testing, and they want to, um, uh, and they want to use the what's it? the the right method, where you want to actually have your developers be able to chime into a session and maybe watch some of the respondents actually look at stuff. Um this could be an interesting option because you could stream and this I actually tested it with this um uh, with this uh, uh interviews that we were doing last week is we streamed the the my my colleagues uh, desktop to my laptop using airplay worked brilliantly okay. and then we streamed the the GoPro through Zoom too. So in theory and we didn't do it at this session is someone could dial into the Zoom session and then watch us actually interview but then also see what's going on on the screen. So it was like really a budget solution to, to um, user interviews, which was really fun to do. But that's, the only thing that's a bit pricey was the black magic, of course, but I'm hoping that it'll pay its dues as I go through the next year or so.
0: No, I, I think this, uh, this focus we are doing on gear is very useful to a lot of designers. Um, especially when you get into UX and you have all those guides. How do we record? How do we uh it's something that uh that happens all the time because depending on your company you might not have access to proper tool like uh there there are some very nice tools, but most of them um are kind of expensive, and some companies don't understand why don't you just record the screen or anything. And it's difficult to explain them that those tools are actually going to make your time. So you need to find find ways. I really like the idea of the GoPro. I think you should write an article about that on Medium. How do you record uh, on a relatively low
1: budget? In fact, there is actually an a article I can link you to that that kind of I also referenced when I was doing the setup. But I'll I'll do a I'll, I'll do a write up of what I did um, with maybe some photos. Because it's really budget um and the other thing that is a huge consideration for me, because, like you mentioned, Jono, there's some really great tools out there for 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 user testing, and they're really effective um should I'm trying to mention one of them now, I can't remember, but I'm getting confused with some of my audio um uh, software but there is a there's a ton and if you do a search, you'll find them. The only thing that I find sometimes um especially when you do remote testing, meaning that the respondent is not in the room with you is that um Sometimes becomes a cumbersome setup, right? Where you you either trying to rely on the browser or um, on the on the respondent to to install or set up some software, and I always try and avoid that. I don't want that. Yeah,
0: I I I I went back on. Um, so we talk about to Zoom, by the way, because those companies decided to have the same name. So there is Zoom, the company that will that 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 uh, create hardware um, recorders. Like, think about the recorder that your parents had um, you know, that little thing, but a little uh, bigger one, let's say. <laughs> professional yeah. ones with professional mics. So there is that Zoom. And there is another Zoom, which is the software that is uh, taking the world by storm when it comes to video video meeting. So it took uh, Engard, Skype, forget about them. Uh, the new player in town is Zoom and this yeah. is what we are using right now for user session because he has um embedded and for free which is um, uh, to appreciate um for two people the ability to uh, record the screen of uh, of your user yeah. so it's it's very useful and the quality overall of, of zoom when it comes to, you know, connections, disconnections, all of that is, to me at least, yeah. or in Poland at least, it seems, uh, because the same with my colleagues, much better than Engard, uh, to take an example, and much better yeah. than Skype. So
1: It's super underrated. Yeah, Zoom is super underrated. I've, I've done calls to South Africa. South Africa's got notoriously bad internet connection. And using Skype, I had problems. But then using Zoom... And if you want the URL for Zoom is zoom.us. Um, it's been it's been perfect. Also, I do know that Zoom, I mean, I had a few bumps in the road um, and recently as well. But also what I tend to do with, um, so I mentioned about people that I'm helping to set up podcasting for. Um, specifically what I do, and it just works great at this stage, is that I also, and Jonna, you and me do that too, is that we actually, So for people listening to this, so when Jonathan and I record these shows, and this is also relevant if you wanna do user testing, is that we actually do two recordings. So we individually record our microphones on our local machines, but then also we record on Zoom. But then also the nice thing about the Zoom recording is that you can set it up in such a way that it actually splits the audio. So there's one file for Jono and one file for Vanna, which you can then use. And there's also like a file that Brings the two audio sources together, so that's quite interesting for a for a you know for a for a kind of communication tool, which makes it kind of really flexible when you start thinking about potentially using it for um for, for user testing or or software similarly. So we just we're not sponsored, <laughs> but it's been working really well.
0: Why why were you, we were talking about audio? So we and user research. So we covered the part of recording. We covered the part of taking mm. videos and taking context videos because most of you, I guess, what you do is that you record the screen. And what the solution that Verner gave you is how do I record the server? one? How do I record how my user is using yeah. their mouse and everything? And you don't have a lab because if you have a lab, it's it's fantastic. But this is yeah, fine. But this is going to cost you much less than renting a lab, and it's going to you're going to be able to set it up everywhere. So now. Can you tell us about how do you, the post-production of it? What do you do once you have, you, you receive, you have your files, what do you do after that?
1: Oh yeah, so I mean, in the user, I mean, for user testing, I don't, I, don't, I guess you don't have to worry too much about this part, right? Because, so for example, in the, in the, in the session that I just had, um, I was able to supply, my colleague with the audio files from the zoom directly okay so and also they nicely timestamped so you you know which one which person where but then also what was nice as a backup because we didn't end up really using it, it was just me really playing and, and using it as a backup is that um because i recorded the whole session plus the audio because i also streamed the audio into the into the um session into zoom um i had the full videos Of the session, including the audio available in Zoom. And also, the way that Zoom does it, it records it and then downloads it to your laptop, right? To your, to your, in whatever folder you set up. The only, the only production I would have done on the actual audio for the user testing was probably, um, we wanted to do two things. I mean, might do still do the one. So, the one thing is is that, uh we we push it through one of these artificial intelligence things that actually turns into strong trans- oh yeah 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 there's a few of them yeah, there's a few of them out there and they're becoming more and more even i mean i'm trying to think of the one that i was using but um i think amazon's got a service like that now um yeah the the one that i'm using um that i found quite useful is uh, called temi t e m i um relatively new like under the radar company You push the audio into the system, it charges you per second or per minute or something, I can't remember, not really expensive. And then it uses artificial intelligence to actually decode what people were saying. The only challenge though is that for for this example that I'm using is that people were speaking Polish and I'm not sure if the service that I'm using is actually um, available in Polish. I can't
0: wait for us to talk about the book. <laughs> that we have all now yeah. because it's yeah. it's there is a part, specially on that on AI and, uh,
1: exactly. and uh, yeah we'll we'll recap the book at the end because we have yeah a book we have a challenge, challenge. anyway so th- the great thing about this TEMI thing is that it actually converts everything into text but then you can listen back to the audio and it highlights where it is in a text so because the thing is that the artificial intelligence is not going to do a perfect it's like job, subtitles so you can actually basically. go back and fix it. <laughs> yeah. Originally, I kind of I tracked it down to use it for podcasting because if you're a good podcaster like you and me, (laughs) not uh, well. I mean, say like don't follow (laughs) Van and and Jonathan's example. You actually should be posting transcriptions of your audio with your show, right? It's just great for search, whatever. But that's additional work, and I, I looked into Temi to do that for our shows. Um. And then I actually ended up using it for research. So when I do English interviews and I used it for uh, another client where I did audio interviews via Zoom and I pushed the audio into the STEMI system and I could supply the client with transcriptions and then pull quotes from there. Um, and then the other interesting thing is, is if you do any video production, um, and, uh, which is really important if you're going to be posting videos and content in LinkedIn or Facebook, like even if it's just marketing content, it's like super important to add captions to it. It's a pain in the bum, right, to do. Um, So because what I did is I I used Temi to transcribe it and I push it into like uh, Premiere Pro and Premiere Pro is actually not too bad when it comes to trying to align um, captions. And then uh, I use that to um, create videos that has captions because when you push it onto social media platforms, you want people to actually grab it. Like a lot of people don't have their audio on. So it's good to have when those things auto play to have the actual captions to to grab people's attention yeah
0: i i do agree um
1: yeah, and also like if someone wants to, want to do that kind of audio captioning thing, there's a great little tool, Man, I hate giving all my secrets away, but this is mm-hmm. a good secret it's a it's a it's an online platform called head headliner i think it's it's called i'll publish it in the in the show notes It's a great little tool to um create like, uh, you'll know like podcasters will like do little sound and audio bytes and then send it out. Um, this is also a great tool to use if you want to add captions. It's also, you can do the whole captioning thing, whatever online on this little web okay, interface. Okay, I didn't even
0: know that one. Yeah, I, I last time I did captioning was very old school Final Cut code, final code Pro style. This is what I use actually, PostPod when I have to, last time I did the user research, so a few months ago, uh, basically I created a little movie. Um, I exported the the zoom extract but in final cut did some you so you don't need to be a poor final cut to be able to do that after one day of tutorial you know how to edit basic basic stuff I input files from zoom in final cut pro I take off all the chit chat all the useless parts. but what takes the most Time is basically to um, tag everything because I have a script with all my questions, and I tag all questions in my video files. So when I edit, Mm. I can export and cut, and you can have every questions and all the replies from every every everybody. So it takes a lot of time. Yeah. Um, However, it's it's very powerful. Because people can see the question, they can see the summary of the question. So I have the user, user research. I mean, if you did user research, that user research, huge Excel, whatever or whatever format you use, uh, mm-hmm. file. And I have the extract. So you can see people actually doing that task live. Uh, and it's mm-hmm. very powerful with stakeholders. We can see our developers, everybody in the team, they can see what's happening um, and it helped. It helped me recently, for example, to change the opinion of um, the founders on a f- of a company. There was there were some features I yeah. was able to show them. Okay, th- this is just not how people work. And I prove it. And click, and you will see at least five people that are going to disprove you. Uh, when I do user research, it's always between five. Uh, it's five in general. I try to aim to five people because more, I mean, user research is taking a lot of time when it's qualitative user research.
1: Yeah, do it it more often than like big ones all the time. So you can like have five to seven people. Exactly, five to
0: seven. that's uh, that's good at five. I'm done. Actually, I'm going to start a new round next week of user research. And this time there is one particularity. I'm going to test people on mobile, which is
1: Yeah, but you know, there's a secret though, right? I don't know if you know about this, but you can feed, um, you can share screens from Zoom. On mobile? I don't know if you remember this. I, don't, I just don't know if you're going to be able to do it with a respondent. I'm sure you can. Is that um the cool thing about Zoom, and I I do this all the time and people think like, wow, that's cool. Um, I haven't done it with testing yet. But um, the cool thing with Zoom, the the one that we're using now to communicate, not the recorder, the zoom.us is that when you plug in a device, so for example, your iPhone, and this might also be iOS specific, but when you cable it in, so you take your USB cable and you attach your iPhone or your iPad. This is what I use all the time. You attach it to your um, device. You can actually share the screen of the iPad.
0: I had no idea about that.
1: Yeah. So the, the the thing that I do, um, and the reason I use it, so I haven't used it for user testing yet, is that um, sometimes I want to sketch out thoughts. Um, uh, I use the Apple Pencil and some sketch app and I start drawing and I want the person that I'm brainstorming with or having a conversation with to see what I'm sketching. Yes. Um, I do that. So I connect the iPad in uh, and cable and then it Pops into your sh- your uh, share se- uh, settings or options, and then it shows the screen of the mobile device, and then so where, while I'm sketching, it's live. People can see it. Um, your challenge, of course, is like I mentioned before, is that um, it depends on your respondent. Yeah, so do you need to have a respondent? IPad not like super tech yeah. savvy.
0: It might be a challenge. Might be a problem.
1: Yeah, yeah. but the thing is that it sh- like it's not the share is not too hard to do. Uh, like I so said, depending on okay. the respondent other thing is also you might have to look at tech. Um, I don't know if it's going to work on Android. Yeah, as that's well as a good point. That's on, a good point. Uh, yeah, we can maybe do a test or two before you do that and see if it works. Oh, I mean, I just don't have access to Android. The, I have access to Android tablet. That that's that
0: should be equivalent. What I yeah. what I planned to do is to use a service which is super expensive, but yeah. And it's not super expensive. Yeah. It's just that I don't have enough. Which news. one is it? There's one that loop, I wanted to mention back. and
1: I, I. Boom. That's the one. I wanted to say Loopback, but I also use Loopback as an audio. There's an audio oh, yes. application. Also it's called like
0: the, the, the amount of names. So to do you research, you use Loopback yeah. and Loopback and Zoom and Zoom. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's crazy, guys. We're going to post the links yes. in the show notes, like if you get confused. And also, like if you know, like if you're listening to this and you find this kind of interesting, we can do a more structured conversation. We were going to actually talk about something else. And then we go into this tech thing and I realized, hey, this is actually interesting because user testing is super, inter- uh, super important and you, you, you don't only do user interviews and user testing for UX. Because to, to tell you the truth, we were validating a business model, right? Myself and my colleague, it was a consulting gig. Um, and we got the relevant permissions. People were happy for us to record them, and uh, we did kind of use the ux kind of research. I mean, research is research. Come on. So um, you have to do analysis and research in anything that you do. Um, go speak to people. Record it. Analyze what people are saying. Observe, because the thing is what people are saying and what they're actually pointing out and what they're doing is really interesting. So just to give you a little, ina- like, sorry, dude, I'm getting, like, super excited about this, because. In in these interviews that we were doing, and also I think it's really important to capture video. But you want to capture video in a way that doesn't make the respondent feel uncomfortable. Because when someone shoves a camera in my face, I'm not Vanner anymore. I feel super super uncomfortable. So the way that I did it is I I set it up with them there. They could see the camera and they could see the fact that the camera is only pointing. It's not pointing in their face, so they're not going to be like recognizable. It's like one of these secret cia kind of videos they <laughs> they're can just it's going to film them from the back and they're able to see what i'm capturing because it's on my screen they can see what i'm capturing i of course turn it away because my my colleague takes over the interviews um so i'm capturing their hands and from the session like what was really interesting is we were doing some research that i can't mention here but um something that was consistently happening all the time it's like as we were speaking to people they were grabbing their phones to open up the calculator because they wanted to work out certain things um, because it means like a service product slash what cost x amount and they want to work out that and like how much is going to cost over a period of time and just by them just by observing what they were doing we actually got a little bit of insight because we went okay cool there's maybe an opportunity here because yes people are unable to do the calculations in their head, right? So two insights. Yeah. Is like either we need to bring in some kind of tool to help them or better lay out the content or explain how much things cost or bring in some kind of device or tool that will help them to do those calculations without forcing them to try and find their phone because this, this woman was like rumbling through her handbag trying to find a phone to do the calculations or we, people were actually doing calculations with a pencil on a piece of paper. And and that's not something that you will see in audio,
0: right? Right. No, this is this is this is this is very important. This is the difference between a product that has an edge and when it comes to design, because you get information that over you know over researcher might not have been able to convey or con- convey properly. Yeah. No,
1: but these small little things. That's sometimes. cool. Yeah.
0: Now, man, you know what? Soon is Black Friday and i pretty much
1: yeah wait for those things you, you always remind me because like the other thing that's not happening in my business is that uh, you you introduced me to all these back black friday deals last year right which was great at the time and now all these bastards are renewing <laughs> so and i have to so yeah just to do a quick recap of what we were talking about so first of all we were talking about the wireless go microphones which uh, was really great for if you have to record, let's say a workshop or whatever, and want to get good quality audio. I um, mean, You can potentially, um, I'm probably going to try it too, it's like you can get to record the audio on your phone because you can also use your phone as a recording device, right? However, we really recommend that you look into a recorder like the Zoom. Um, there's a few competitors out there, some good stuff. I just like the Zoom because it's like a really good brand. Um, so it's a Zoom recorder. The other ones, the other things that we were talking about, we were talking about software. Um, sorry, last hardware thing that is maybe less relevant for you is the Blackmagic Recorder to to take a camera because you can actually have a if you have a normal DSLR camera, or whatever, you can also feed that feed into your laptop and use your camera as a actual webcam. Um, it's the Blackmagic piece of kit. Link in the show notes. And then the software we'll be talking about is Zoom.us, which is a communication tool, um, like Skype. Great piece of software. And Jonathan, I think you mentioned loopback. Yeah, back. So if you want if you want a bit more of a pro approach to user testing, loopback's been it's been on my radar as a as a because I have a I have a potential um remote testing opportunity coming up. And I'm kind of thinking about either using loopback or kind of my uh zoom approach to things um yeah so uh that was kind of a recap of some of the stuff we've spoken about up at this point of course and then of course uh, some online stuff so we've got headliner.app if you want to create these little snippets great for captioning i don't know if the the video quality that push it out is that great but if you're going to be putting video with captioning or like little short audio snippets or video snippets online headline headliner is great And then, um, which the other one we spoke about, Jono? Um, Oh, Temi, Temi is great. Um, And there's of course, like other platforms too, Temi is great if you want to take copy and turn it, or audio and turn it into text.
0: Yeah, and we could, if you you folks were interested in those topics and don't hesitate to ask us questions, we tested, those are the tools that we use, but we tested more. Um and there is the full part also about audio. If you're interested in the technical part of podcast, it's something that Verner does. Oh, yeah. So perhaps we could do, you know, one day an episode about specific podcasting, because for podcasting we have the mics also. This is what I need to buy for Black Friday, mm-hmm. for example. Uh, we have mics, yeah. the difference between mics. How do you record? How do you... You, you talked a little about yeah. the files, but we can go much further. How do you cut? How do you export? How do you... Yeah. So yeah, we might do an episode about that. But yeah, we would love to get your feedback. It is interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. And I think yeah. podcasting is going to be... I mean, we, we even see companies doing their internal podcast right now. So it might be yeah. a skill that is going to be in our you know experience um uh experience catalogue let's say so yeah um don't hesitate to shout out to ask us any questions you have in mind um yeah
1: if this was interesting yeah. i mean yeah this we, we actually went into a space i mean because i was buying gear last night talking about this but then you kind of unlocked the fact that i mean i've been using this audio um stuff in in uh, more than one project now um and it's like it's been super valuable. Yeah, you're so professional like at some it, right? access to Yeah, it's
0: kind of it was it's kind of me interviewing you because in that way, <laughs> because you're doing you're doing that job with clients, and I'm pretty sure that we know that we have a lot of. Um, I mean, more than three (laughs) designers, UX designers, senior UX designers who have those, um, you know, who have those challenging challenges of doing UX research. So we are just sharing the way we do on a low budget, uh, on a very, uh, very nomad, a very nomadic way. And I'm sure that some some of you will find value and if you don't find value about it when it comes to user ux research it can be useful for you know anything else interviews in general if you want to do interviews it's pretty much the same skill set yeah
1: and it's kind of like in the mid-range right because the thing is um i know of a lot of colleagues of mine who want to go into online training um or maybe just i mean we know that content's king at the moment right i mean that's one of the exercises we're doing with this podcast is that you want to kind of experiment with creating content. And there's like these little ca- catches that just like pushes you into a space that is acceptable. So for I me, mean, one of my biggest opinions, and I mentioned it early in the show, is that you can really shoot video on like your phone. Um, and if you just add, I mean, the other thing we haven't even spoken about is lighting. More than ever. So, yeah, um, we will need to discuss about yeah, that at one point. That's a whole other yeah. rabbit hole. But I mean, once again, it's like a budget rabbit yeah. hole. Um, is that if you go, I mean, I recently did a project where we did a prototype around e-learning and that kind of stuff. So the thing is, we we, we recorded a lot of the stuff on Zoom. So the fact is that we actually used our webcams to do a lot of the work, which the webcams are a bit iffy, mm. right? Um, I wish, wish we did a bit more around that, but it is what it is. However, what saved it is that we did two things. We recorded the audio separately. So we record the audio in good quality microphones. And for the for the webcams, we used lighting. So um, bought some cheap LED kind of. Oh yeah, photography. yeah. Th- that,
0: That's 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 a rule in general. Um, I would like to say whatever post production means, you have audio, or video. If your input is not good, your output won't be good. So if you have to invest money. Don't go like most people like us at the beginning and invest in Logic, um, you know, all of that. Invest in a good, cam- a good, you know, a good lightning. It's relatively cheap. I mean, for 100, for 100 euros, you can probably have a, like a complete lightning kit. Uh, um, oh, yeah. You invest in good lightning, invest in a good mic, like the one we proposed you, Um, this is where your money should go. Editing, after that, even if you have to use Audacity, you will be able to have something
1: good. or Or Weeper or something like that. Okay. Yeah, because it's it's, it's also the other thing and warn people, right? And people probably listen to the show and go like, Vanna, your audio is not that great. (laughs) No, your audio is good. Mine (laughs) is um, is trash right now. (laughs) It needs to be good enough, right? It needs to be good enough. And, um, you know, like um, I use... um, I recently I used to use a, a software application called Reaper. I mean, Jonathan, <laughs> you found it to that I still use it, yeah for the podcasts. Yeah, and it's a great piece of kit uh, or software. Um, and I also like the fact that it's it's kind of like a quote it's open source thing, it's a community thing. But I recently actually swapped over because because of your Black Friday recommendations, I ended up having the whole Adobe suite on my machine, and I realized that I was starting to use Premiere Pro to do video editing. And um, it's just the fact that Premiere Pro re- works really well with adi- uh, Audition. Yeah. Um, I started I'm editing now. I'm so sorry now, I got to um, suck
0: back in the Adobe world. <laughs>
1: you did, you did. And, but the thing is, like, I do find like now being back in the Adobe world of the Reaper. Um, you appreciate some stuff, uh, right? I appreciate the fact that there's, I mean, so for example, this, 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 the, like block thinking at the moment is something that we want, is like a passion project. Um, and we, but the thing is also that because it's a passion project, we can't spend too much time on the editing and production. And I apologize for that, but, uh, and we want, but we want to share our thoughts. And I just feel like when I use addition, I have like really access to quick audio editing, um, uh, like, uh, filters and stuff just to clean the audio up better. Um, however, like when I look at something like Reaper that I used originally there's like far, like there's like a deep aspect to Reaper in a sense of like and probably it's in an audition too but cleaning up audio um, it's like I find it easier to edit in Reaper for example like on the fly it's faster but then when it comes to using some of the 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 filters to clean the audio up it, it like it feels like you have to be a little bit more advanced in your knowledge of audio yeah. editing and it becomes a bit yeah of I think we'll do
0: a full episode about podcasting specifically and audio editing it's something I was I used to be really <laughs> Um,
1: yeah, you were a machine <laughs> when we started. Like, I mean, I learned from you. Um,
0: um, yeah, I, I kind of, I, I fell over to work one year ago, but I want to get back um, in it because yeah, we'll discuss about that in another episode because I need to have some artistic output. But of
1: course, it's like you say, it's maybe something else we can discuss because for user testing, all you need is a really good, you just need to capture the audio. You don't have, it's not radio quality stuff. And um, and also the, the thing is with video and audio, um, you can always tone things down, but you can't really tone things up, if I can say it but like that. Wait, so if it's you it's not like
0: CSI, you can zoom it <laughs>
1: But if you're going to be recording off your phone with like a shitty microphone or an echo in your room, it's not much you can do about it. But um, that's why you know try and try and up the game with whatever you have, um, so that you have that relatively good quality. Because it'd be the worst thing if you go interview something and you can't hear what these people were saying. You know, um, I think that's why we're investing. So Jonathan, let's uh, let's um, maybe wrap this up because it's gone longer than I thought this episode. But I think it was interesting. Um, we'll post links to all the stuff. I also have uh, I mentioned the article uh, that spoke about uh, this kind of uh, duct tape user testing lab. There's a really interesting, uh, well rated article that I also link to if you want more. And then also, if you want to know more about this, you're welcome to reach out to myself and Jonathan. Um, you can find our details at Block Thinking. So it's B-L-O-C, without the K, thinking.com. That's where we live. Anything from you, John? Talk to you soon. <laughs> <laughs> a man of few yeah. Yeah. French words. Thanks see, Thanks for this chat, man. Uh, see you in the next one.
0: Thanks for listening to Block Thinking. You can find more information and the show notes for this episode at www. Dot .blockthinking.com that is blockthinking without the if you enjoyed the show please subscribe on itunes or any of your favorite podcast platforms we thrive on critique so feel free to leave comments on itunes or get hold of us directly thanks for listening